When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's up? Welcome in GC Live Wednesday episode of the show. West Mitchell, Chris Clark here. Of course, transfer portal continues on. I know a lot of people, Chris, were waiting on the transfer portal giveth part of this show. <laughs> and um, we've at least reached part of that. I-, I think you can safely say South Carolina, after having to deal with the, the other side, the uh, taketh away. The commitment starting to roll in, as they tend to do for South Carolina. Maybe it's the case for everybody, Chris, but it certainly seems like for South Carolina, these things come in bunches, and the Gamecocks currently on a little bit of a commitment roll. We, of course, will get into all that, but first, want to invite you to check out our buddy Clint Hammond of Movement Mortgage if you're in the market for a new home. 803-771-6933. Call Clint. He is a mortgage broker here in Columbia, but can help you no matter where you are in the great state of South Carolina. Clint, big supporter of our show, big Gamecock fan. And Clint, uh, I'm sure very, very happy today as South Carolina continuously gets some good news. The very latest being Jaden McGowan going public with his commitment to South Carolina. Uh, but Chris, we pro- even though that's the most recent news, we probably have to start this show with the news, the word, that Rocket Sanders, let's get it right, expected to commit to South Carolina at this point. And uh, still, as of 2.04 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, has not gone public. But once he does, will be a massive, massive get for the Gamecocks. We'll uh, we'll get into what all it means. But shoot, dude, this this is a perception get, I think, for the Gamecocks as well. Yeah, no doubt. This is the one that a lot of people have been waiting on, Wes. Um, you know, you see this in the portal. Uh, guys that come from other SEC schools, guys that are former four stars, former five stars. Even if there hasn't necessarily been a lot of college production, those are the guys that you like to see. Well, with Rocket, big-time recruit, SEC school, it's safe to say, Wes, he's had a good bit of his production, a good bit of production in his career. 2022 season, the year that South Carolina went to Fayetteville and returned home with the loss. Rocket Sanders was a big part of that, had 1,400 yards that season. And this was just really, I think, a dream scenario for South Carolina West where you can get a player at a position of great need, you know, that has ties to your staff, jump in. But you're right. I mean, this one's made waves, Wes. This is one that, you know, more national people are going to be talking about, more people regionally. Uh, more people kind of in the SEC landscape. And, of course, a great impact get for South Carolina, but also one that, you know, is raising some eyebrows and turning some heads on the recruiting front. Um, for, for sure, man. And I, I think, Chris, you look at Rocket, and you sort of alluded to this a second ago, but sometimes you do see the guys that are like, all right, I remember that name out of high school. We recruited that guy. Um even, you know, nowadays, as much as the portal has become a factor in things, you see fans even say, oh, we missed on him now. Let's go get him in two years. And so with with Rocket, Rocket has actually been a dream transfer commit for South Carolina. I would say before it was even a real possibility that he was ever even going to hit the portal. Like, I remember last year, dream scenarios that involved yep. Rocket Sanders ending up in Columbia. And so uh, come to find out uh, some kind of full circle things here as far as him being a target for the Gamecocks way back then. And I think we knew he was good. We knew he had a chance to be good. But um, literally that 2022 year was one of the best in the SEC, which means you're one of the best in the country, certainly one of the most productive. And, you know, just kind of came into his own. This past season, you had injuries. 
you got a change in offense. You, um, you know, I, I would say it was a much different offensive sort of structure and scheme of what they were trying to do, and he was banged up. So, um, did not have the year he expected. Sounds like he probably wanted a fresh start, and now he's going to get that at South Carolina. But I, I think credit the staff here because, you know, this is the number two running back in the transfer portal according to the on three industry ranking, which sort of averages everything together. And, um, you know, ETN from Florida, according to those rankings, the number one running back in the transfer portal. So I, I think you look at just getting a national guy like that. And, um, Chris, this is a position South Carolina needed the upgrade at. So kind of just take all that together. It made a lot of sense, but it was big. You know, it'd be big regardless, but it wouldn't be quite as big if you had like two five-star running backs returning and Rocket was just going to be competing for time. This was a need for South Carolina, and credit to them, the moment he hit the portal, Carolina jumped at the opportunity to try to get him on campus. Yeah, absolutely. Got on it very quickly, and and that was expected, Wes. I mean, um, schools around the country, sometimes there's surprise entries to the portal. Sometimes you kind of are wondering if it's a possibility, monitoring a possibility. A lot of news goes around like that through the grapevine, and you got to be prepared. And so South Carolina obviously had the benefit of, uh, in this case, when Rocket did hit the portal, they're able to move quickly because they had those connections and they had that familiarity. And, you know, one thing we saw West last season at running back, and I don't want to discount anything that Mario Anderson did, man, he ended up being so important for South Carolina this year. Let's, let's be frank, just because he's not going to play for the Gamecocks next year. I don't think we need to go back and discount what he did. He stepped in and gave a run game that was really, really struggling a jolt you know, did, did some great things for the Gamecocks down the stretch when he got his opportunities. But you kind of look back at the last portal cycle at running back. South Carolina did get Anderson very early, but then after that, we knew that the staff ideally wanted to go sign a second back, and they didn't do that, right? South Carolina had a, another f- couple, few guys on campus from the portal, but didn't end up closing on one. This time around – it wasn't really an option. You know, like you, you didn't need to – I think you said it well on the Insiders Forum the other day. South Carolina seemed bound and determined not to get into that same situation as last year. So that meant you're going to go try to find a big-time guy, and this one made obviously the, the most sense in the world. And you're also going to take some volume, man. So you've got two committed in Rocket Sanders and Os- Oscar Attaway. It may not stop there you may see another guy from the portal in addition to Matt Fuller. And that wouldn't be a surprise at all. South Carolina is still juggling some other portal options. But you didn't want to take a chance on, hey, we like these couple backs out of the portal. Let's bring them in. They seem like good, pretty good backs, depth pieces. You you want to go get a dude this time. And that's what they got in Rocket Sanders. And they also landed a guy that I like a good bit in Oscar Attaway, who I think actually has some similarities to, to Mario Anderson. Yeah, Chris, you you can find backs in the portal. Uh, you can find you can find running backs if you're creative, kind of all over the place. Now, I, I don't know if you quite can find many quite like Rocket. You know, that, that's a situation where to me he's above and beyond. But now, do you want to fill out that room with some other guys? I think Oscar Attaway is a perfect example of you know maybe let's be frank. This is not a shot. Not quite the upside, maybe not quite the NFL skill set as a Rocket Sanders, but a guy that can come in, can play ball in the SEC. You think, based on what you've seen with what he did at North Texas, has experience, um, you know, runs with some physicality. We're going to get into, I, I don't want to just make Oscar Attaway a side note to talking about Rocket Sanders. We're going to have a full segment on him because I, I think. Uh, he deserves it. We're going to talk about Jaden McGowan, that commitment as well, as these things have started to sort of roll through. You're seeing the uh, the fruits of the labor from over the weekend where South Carolina did have uh, really all these guys on campus, and now it's it's kind of playing out to where 
they're committing here the last 24 hours or so. But I, I do want, Chris, for us to address first just like elephant in the room because I know we're going to get asked a hundred times before the show is over. Slight exaggeration, but no. the Juice Wells rumor that is out there. And, you know, I, I'll let you sort of take over wherever you want, but uh, my my answer to people has just been like, look, the the door, if you want to use that, you know, the door is open uh, verbiage, I guess. I don't know if the door was ever like slammed shut. And there's probably, you, you said this off air, Chris, I'll just steal it. <laughs> there were like, there's probably been multiple occasions during this where the door maybe creaked open a little bit more and then the door eh, shut a little bit more and then it creeped like that's happened multiple times J- yep. just like e- even before you know even before juice officially went in the portal i feel like the door kind of yes swung back and forth a, a little bit so you know yeah the is it, I guess, accurate to say at times during this process that the door has been open for Juice Wells to come back? Yes, I, I think that is accurate to say. Um, it, it feels like it would still take a lot. Yes. Um, let's be clear, from all sides. Like I, I think it would take some. Uh, it would take some compromise um, for, from all sides. Kind of like a let's hug it out. We're family. Yeah. Let, let's figure this out. Yes. For and, and when I and I'm not and I I know nil is like naturally what people talk about with this. I'm not even specifically talking about that. I I think there are some hurt feelings on all sides of this thing just because of how it's played out, the reaction to Juice going in the portal, like it it. It's just a sticky situation, man. So um, mm-hmm. I, I still think it would take some pretty big steps for it to end up back with him ever suiting up at South Carolina again. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a breakup, right? That, you know, I don't want to say it was – like saying it was nasty is not the right characterization, but complicated, you know, somewhat messy, yes. And so – I think some people are getting the idea that it's as simple as Juice saying, hey, I'm going in the portal. That's it. No contact. Nothing happens. And then him calling back and saying, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about coming back. Would that be cool? Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, I'm coming back. You know, it's not it, – that that is just not even close to the truth here. Um, I, I think you did characterize it well. There's not really a change in this – proverbial door being open from the day he went in the portal like like nothing has really really changed for that from 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 the day he went in the portal to now the door isn't much more cracked now than it was then if any um i think the the one thing that is different is that when juice went in the portal i do think that something happened that has happened in other situations, which is maybe the market is not what you would anticipate, right? For a player of that magnitude. And there can be a lot of different reasons for that. Um, That also doesn't mean that if he ever did come back to South Carolina, that it's like this second, like it would just circle back to that if it ever happened. Right. Point is, Door has always been a little open. Like, like it's never been totally off the table that Juice Wells could return. Is it likely today? It is not because of the reasons you said, Wes. It, it was There would be a lot on both sides that would have to change. There would have to be a lot of shifts in, in this whole thing for it to happen. So the I think it's gotten mischaracterized a little bit. It, and I don't, I don't blame anybody. It's just... When something like this starts on social media, on YouTube, on the Insiders Forum, wherever, and it proliferates, it kind of turns into, hey, it looks like he may return, or there's a good chance he'll return. And that's not, I mean, sitting here right now, that is not the case. 
are there still conversations with people in Colombia? Yes, there have been, but but that did not just start today, right? That there's always been some level of communication. So not a zero percent chance. And again, that's the same as has been, not a zero percent chance, but not a very high chance either. Next time we're on the show, Friday, tomorrow, Monday, could that could this level have been adjusted up or even down more? Yes, it could. Yeah. I mean, I, I think at just about any point during this process, you could have rolled something out there and said, hey, the door's still cracked here. And that probably at most points would have been somewhat true. So, you know, I, I think really, and, and we're in, Chris, we're in new times at this point. So, you know, the portal, NIL, all this stuff is still settling it's still kind of settling into what the norms are going to be. And, you know, I, I think there, I think there's a very strong case to, hey, family hugs it out and figures things out. I think there's a strong case, man, frankly, to not setting precedence of, hey, you can go in the portal, but we'll just take anybody back at any time. So, um, you know, I, I think, this comment right here, you know, how how would the locker room, how would the team feel about it too, if it even got to that point? I don't think we're even to that point yet. But if it did, that would be part of this equation to me as well. There's no doubt a healthy Juice Wells can help a South Carolina football team. Let's be clear about that. But sure. there's obviously – there are a lot of other things that come into play with these decisions. So, yeah, we're – that's kind of how we'll address that. We'll address it head on. Not going to ignore questions. If people see the, I'm sure people will hop in later on and uh, we'll see the questions. They can kind of revert back to, I guess, about the 10 minute mark. I just don't want to make a show about guys committing and transfer portal options end up all about something that probably isn't even going to happen at, at this point anyway. So, Chris, let's go back. Let's go to Attaway, man. And this is a guy, as we've talked about, on, we talked about this on Monday's show because we already knew South Carolina was in great shape. It This thing happened really quick. Like, he hit the portal late last week. Next thing you know, uh, I think it was, I think it was Wilt Fong from over at 24-7. He broke the news, hey, he's going to be in Columbia. And then um, we quickly heard, hey, like during the weekend, hey, South Carolina's in great shape here. This guy is um, is heavily leaned to South Carolina. He uh, apparently his his mom didn't get to make the trip, so um, he had told me he wanted to just get back and talk to her and just kind of make sure. But he commits to South Carolina last night. Uh, this was a very no nonsense kind of quick recruitment for South Carolina. But I, I think if you if we all kind of just slot rocket as the number one guy, he's your, he's going to start next year if healthy. If healthy, if, if he's himself, he's going to start. But Attaway, you make a strong case, man, that he quickly can kind of be that, that second half of your one-two punch in the backfield and can fill it quite well. Like, I, I think, you know, are, are there similarities here to Mario Anderson? I, I think there kind of are um, from a skill set standpoint. I haven't been able to find enough of Attaway online. You're kind of picking, you know, clip a clip from here, a clip from there to try to put it all together. But I, I think there's just a a versatile skill set with him, and that he uh, he's going to give you a tough nose, physical, experienced runner. He will, man. And I, I think, look, we were talking about differences in the in the transfer portal cycle last year as as opposed to this one. You start to look at the picture of this running back room and it looks rosier for the 2024 season than it did going into 2023, right? Where you're relying on, you know, you're, you're kind of like who, who is going to be the starter. You know, we were going into last year going, all right, probably Mario Anderson or to carry on joiner who remember entered the season as the starting running back, but had never played the position. He had only played it in spring ball, different outlook this time, right? With, Rocket Sanders, Oscar Attaway, a guy who's taken plenty of carries in college and has 
averaged, what, six yards a carry throughout his college career. Pretty good numbers. And not six yards a carry on, you know, hey, I got 25 carries throughout an entire season, right? Like actually carrying the football a good bit, good numbers, um, you know, a, a kind of a shorter, stockier type of guy, but a guy that can also run, you know, and has good vision, probably a little faster than people are crediting him for. And you pair those guys with, with Matt Fuller from the recruiting class, who has the look of a very good freshman. And then you've still got Juju McDowell, and you're going to have a DJ Braswell in year two as a Gamecock, a guy who has upside and speed and can certainly get better. Point is, the picture starts looking better. And I think Attaway's a really important part of that because here you have a guy that has a lot of experience, some proven production, and I think Wes has the tool set to where uh, his skills could translate to this level uh, pretty successfully. Yeah, man. And, um, hey, you also have to at least acknowledge in a perfect world you've got to make contingencies. And, you know, Rocket Sanders, I take him 10 times out of 10, but he is coming off some injuries. There may be, you know, it may be a situation where Rocket is uh, having to get back up to speed as well. So, I I think you've got to try to build in as many contingencies as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was the problem. South Carolina was kind of holding their breath at that position all last year. Braswell kind of got forced into action late. You know, it had a, I mean, stepped in, made that great block against uh, Kentucky. So I, I don't want to say he just wasn't ready. He he did some good things. And I, and I like your point. I think it's important to acknowledge – Hey, Mario Anderson stepped up and did, did what he needed to do for this team. It, sure. All else being equal, you would have, you know, it's not like every it's not like Mario Anderson was kicked to the curb. <laughs> they wanted they wanted him back. Mm-hmm. Um like they didn't want him to hit the portal. But once once he tells you, "Hey coach, I, you know, I'm I'm going to hit the portal." Then you know, you you go out and you you say, "Hey, well, we, we got to replace you, man. So uh, I think in this case, South Carolina has done a fantastic job of, you know, potentially upgrading that room and certainly just upgrading the depth on it. Th- there's a question um, from Luke. Wonder if South Carolina can still get Jordan Howell. And, you know, Luke, I uh, I think that would be fantastic if they could add him and start to kind of layer the classes in terms of eligibility that's left. Um, you know, wonder if we can still get to answer your question. I don't know. Wonder if they would really like that. I would, I think the answer is yes. Right. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, Jawan Howell, interesting prospect, right? 6'1", 215, and young. You know, fre- freshman last year, put up some big numbers. And you, and you go, yeah, yeah, we did that in the MEAC. Well, Mario Anderson turned out to be a guy who could make some plays at a big-time level against good competition, and he put up great numbers at a small level as well. And you look at Jawan Howell, Wes, 102 carries last season, 809 yards, seven touchdowns. So this is a guy that you know put up really, really good numbers. And are you counting on him to come in and be your starter in year one? No. Again, like you said, Full expectation as a healthy Rocket Sanders as, as your starter, but can he be a depth piece? Can he a guy, can he be a guy that's almost your second high school guy in this class? Kind of, sorta. I think so. And so, again, some people may look at the running back situation and go, "Okay, you've got one in high school in Matt Fuller. Go out and try to get another high school back. Go get two from the portal and call it a day." That could happen. But I also think it's highly possible that if South Carolina could get Jawan Howell or another back like him uh, mm-hmm. that makes sense, they won't hesitate to pull the trigger on that either. Because, again, like you said, you don't you don't want to be in a position where you go in 2024 and say, oh, there's just not much depth here in the running back room. It seems they're bound and determined to not let that happen. Yeah, Dame Nico saying Stokes is in the portal. C.J. Stokes, former Hammond standout. I mean, yeah, he – He'd be a possibility, I, I think, as maybe one of those late additions. And, you know, dude, if they, if they could find a way to get Howell to kind of 
agree to to come in knowing what else is around him. I mean, I, I like Attaway, but I, I think Howell would make life difficult. You know, it's going to be hard for anybody to unseat Rocket, uh, you know, once that's official here. But um, I, I think Howell could push for, for reps and snaps. And it would just be, is he willing to kind of put himself in a spot knowing you're going to be playing in the SEC, but you're probably going to be fighting for that number two position. And, uh, hey, dude, if, if Braswell takes a huge leap, then that's that's fantastic for everybody. You know, if he just beats out some of these guys, then that means it worked, right? It means you have depth. It means you have competition. So I think, um, you know, you can't get too caught up in worrying about, uh, you know, are you recruiting over a guy or not? I, I think you got to just pack the room with as many guys as you possibly can. And and Howell, clearly, man, this kid can play. So uh, I think that'd be great. Uh, by the way, Chris, do you want to tell everybody about a uh, new opportunity if they give us a little bit of their time and info that they could win a big old prize pack? Big old awesome prize pack. It's from our friends at Ariat Wes and – if y'all, for those of y'all that enjoyed uh, the Day Rude appearance at Williams Bryce during Kentucky weekend, I know I did. Our friends at Ariat and the Harrisons, uh, Mr. Harrison, actually a USC Letterman, West back in the day, actually, they were responsible for doing that. So you should already support them just because of that, because that was awesome. If y'all remember Kentucky weekend getting Day Rude here, but they also have some outstanding products there. Western Boots. Wes, you and I are about to have some gear from Ariat, and we're going to show it off on the show. Cannot wait. I'm actually going to put it up right here in the chat. Um, this is the Ultimate USC Fan Survey, something we put together for Gamecock fans to just fill out, give us a little bit of information on you, uh, where you are, what you participate in from a USC standpoint. Gamecock Central, Garnet Trust, Carolina Alumni Association, all that good stuff. And if you let us know, we're going to enter you for a chance to win an Ariat prize pack. Get yourself some boots, some more gear. It's outstanding. So we appreciate our friends, Ricky, the Harrisons, over at Ariat for hooking us up with that. They're helping us bring you the Ultimate USC Fan Survey. Drop the link in. Make sure you go fill it out. No purchase necessary. Go fill it out. Let us know a little about yourself, and we will enter you to win that. Oh, man. Got some good responses on there. <laughs> yeah, go check that out. Appreciate those guys for for helping us out and uh, looking forward to that gear for sure. And uh, hopefully, like Chris said, one, one of you will will win it. So that's cool. But all right, Chris, so let's move this thing forward. By the way, as the transfer portal turns, Kentucky. Ooh. Man, these North Texas guys are – just uh, they're they're cashing in on their big seasons, right? I saw their their yep. quarterback. I think committed to Cal, and um, they're flying off the board, man. He he had a bit he had a big year for them, I think, last year. And so, Jamori Macklin is now committed to Kentucky. So, um, you know, there, there maybe obviously South Carolina will play Kentucky next year, so it's a little bit noteworthy in terms of that, but, you know, man, I, I also think you start to look at some of the overlap. Um, like I, I had, this wasn't Kentucky related, but I had a, a reporter and a media guy for another SEC school DM me last night after the Attaway commit and said, Hey, does this have any effect on rocket? And um, cause they were trying to, you know, move the puzzle pieces around. And I was like, no, uh, you know, not a chance doesn't affect him at all. But I, I do wonder there's some overlap with um, our guy from Indiana, who South Carolina is trying to bring in this weekend. And Chris, I don't, I don't know. Last we said on him, uh, on McCullen, uh, or McCully, I should say. Sorry, y'all. The names are just there's too many of them at this point. Many, but yeah. Donovan McCully from Indiana. South Carolina would love to to be in the mix with him. He visited Kentucky this past week. Kentucky gets Macklin now. Kentucky's been very active in the portal the last couple of cycles. Yep. Worth mentioning. But, Chris, 
the Kentucky guys seem to think Kentucky, South Carolina, Michigan were the three they were hearing were involved with McCulley. Uh, I know South Carolina would love to have him in town, but um, seems like it's kind of a little bit up in the air, I guess. Yeah, at one point, I would say, Wes, maybe over the weekend, early part of the week, we are tracking McCulley potentially being in Columbia this coming weekend. Doesn't seem quite as likely with what I've gotten in the past 24 hours. Um, probably will still work on it, right? Because I think you look at him and he's what, six foot five? There's some other bigger receivers that South Carolina has offered. You look at what they've got committed, right? Jared Brown, who we've already covered in a previous episode. We'll talk about Jaden McGowan. You've got those two guys who are slot type of guys, smaller, speedier, quicker guys. Now you want to add some size, some length to that equation. And so with this other receiver slot or two, and Wes, I think ideally it's two. I think ideally you take two transfer portal receivers. You want to get some size, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", McCauley 6'5". You look at the guys that are on the board, there are several of those. You know, one that I mentioned today on the Insiders Forum, Chris Brazel II from Tulane, he's a guy that, um, you know, is, is I think, 6'3". And so you look at that kind of profile when you're monitoring South Carolina's portal activity at receiver, those are the type guys that we're going to be, I think, tracking the most from our standpoint when it comes to South Carolina. Yeah, and I, man, I, I watched him, what I could find of his film out there. Former quarterback, which is apparently a trend, it, it appears. Um, that, that, that might be something to look at, though, man. How many guys are in the portal that were former quarterbacks and then found their way to another position and have excelled and have been a little bit you know, no offense, but like better than the school they're at and now are, are looking elsewhere. I mean, you know, Gerald Kilgore, who I think is probably going to end up at South Carolina, high school quarterback, started out his college career at QB, made the transition to defensive back, and, and now, you know, has some power five offers, including from South Carolina. Uh, you look at McCullen, he switched over. McCulley, I keep saying his name wrong, good grief. McCulley, um, had a huge year this past season at Indiana and um, really came into his own. He's in the portal. And then another guy that we've talked about maybe a little bit here on the show, we've certainly written about him, Brady Hunt, tight end. I think, you know, you start looking at the guys that were in this past weekend, Chris. One of the few guys we sort of started hearing, I guess this would have been Monday, eh, I don't feel great about where they're at, was uh, Neville, the tight end who was in from Harvard. But – now Brady Hunt locking locked in with the official visit this past or this coming weekend. He's confirmed that, and um, I think you know seems like Carolina's in, in a good spot there. Yeah, this is a kid that's um, like you said, keeping with that former quarterback theme. He, I think this kid's a potential stud, Wes. Um, he's six six, about two hundred fifty pounds. Missed last season after he had ankle surgery. Uh, but put up big numbers in 2022. And it was pointed out to me, Wes, uh, that in 2022, uh, Ball State played Tennessee that year. And that Brady Hunt, you know, was a guy that they got they got whooped in that game. You know, it was, I think, 59 to 10. But that Brady Hunt was a guy that really flashed on film of a guy that you can see, hey, th this guy can play at the SEC level, right? And certainly he had a really good season. You look at the size, he checks that box, 6'6", 249. You like the former quarterback because those guys tend to just see the whole field, so to speak. Um, and then he, he's kind of a dual-threat guy. He can block, he can catch the football. And you've already got Josh Simon coming back. You've got some young guys in the hopper, but you would really, really like to add an experienced piece who can play for you on special teams and at tight end. And Brady Hunt, man, he would fit that bill. Supposed to be on campus on Friday. And I think things look really pretty favorable for South Carolina here. Yeah, I think that's a position too, man, kind of like running back. You can get creative and you can find guys at that spot at, uh, you know, various – like some people maybe here at Ball State, but then you look at him, this guy's got NFL size, has some upside to him as well, 
and uh, I think would be a, a very just resourceful get for South Carolina if that follows through and happens. And, um, you know, it's a position where they got Josh Simon back, so that, that's helpful. You got some young guys. Um, you know, you're bringing in a, a four-star in Michael Smith, but uh, certainly you could always use more depth, and, and he could potentially step right in and be in that rotation, I think, with – uh, you know, with Josh Simon. So we'll see. We'll keep tracking him. And, and new names continue to pop up. Pretty good chance, I would think, that a name or two pops up before this weekend hits anyway. We'll certainly be continuing to track that on Gamecock Central. Meanwhile, Chris, your Lewis Solomon uh, is officially recruitment is shut down. I don't think we necessarily knew that it wasn't shut down. Uh Anyway, I mean, South Carolina had kind of, I guess, had to dodge the final bullets to get to the finish line. But uh, we know that was a close recruitment. And uh, South Carolina in a good spot there to keep him in the class and a guy that I think will play early. I'm sure we talked about him a long time ago when he flipped to the Gamecocks. But always good to hold on to those guys because you do have, I mean, we talked about this on the board, Chris. You got, like, Josiah Thompson, for example. He's been as committed as you could possibly be for a big-time player. He still had Alabama and Clemson calling to, to try to make a move on him. Yep. So, um, you know, you, you never – that's why you have to stay diligent. And you may see on Twitter or Instagram a picture, you know, hey, the, all the coaches were on an in-home visit. You'd be like, oh, that guy's already committed. Well – you have to stay diligent all the way to signing day if these guys, even if they seem very, very solid, just to make sure you get there. Well, and it applies to Solomon, man. I think you put it well. We didn't really – weren't really tracking like a potential flip or anything, but always had like a little bit of an eye on it because of how it's gone, right? You think of – you know, Wes, you remember that day. You and I exchanging 100 phone calls and texts the day that Julius Solomon committed to Auburn. It looked for a long time like South Carolina. Day before, it looks like Auburn. Looks like South Carolina a few minutes before this decision. Boom, now it's Auburn, right? Then he flips to South Carolina. Then there's a little period where you're you're starting to hear some Auburn things, and that gets shut down. So that was one that you, you know, given how it had gone, uh, you, you always kind of keep an eye on that. And so to have no lingering questions going into signing day, um, it's something that's really a positive uh, for the Gamecocks. And this is a guy that's just – he's a football player. I've been getting a lot of questions actually recently, Wes, about the other corner spot for South Carolina. So you look at um, – obviously, O.D. Fortune coming back was big for South Carolina. You figure he'll man a spot. But at the other one, you know, assuming everybody's healthy, there's going to be some competition, Judge Collier played. A good bit this past season, Emory Floyd factored in. Vakari Swain could factor in. Um, and then you look at the freshman class with Jalewis Solomon, a guy like Braden Lee, if they can hold off Maryland there. You know, those guys could get early looks. So I think Solomon's going to have a, an opportunity to contribute pretty early. And, and Wes, I think he could he could factor in maybe even more than, than we think right now, ultimately. Yeah, and that, that's a spot, Chris, they really haven't seemed to – I guess, do a ton in the portal at, at cornerback so far, really the last couple of cycles. And so they, they offered – I think they offered Will Lee just because his nickname was Blanket, and they're just like, you, you right. have to. But uh, I don't know if he's committed anywhere else yet, but South Carolina not really involved there. Uh, did he go to A&M? A&M, okay. yeah. I knew, I knew that was kind of, uh, I guess, anticipated or rumored. But uh, we had a question here, Chris, real quick. Uh, Zayden Walker, who is Jalewis Solomon's brother, number nine prospect in the entire country for 2025, number one linebacker. Um, South Carolina's in it. it. Is the thought there kind of not been Georgia for the most? Like, I, I don't know if it's a lock situation, but I, I know the, the big boys, you know, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Florida's been heavily involved there, I think. Everybody's involved with this everybody. Guy. Yeah, no Georgia, and and I'm leaning pretty heavily on our guy Chad Simmons from On Three. He he does a great job, obviously, especially in the Southeast. And um, Georgia has been where 
that one has been. But, you know, Zayden was on campus with Jalewis uh, toward the end of the season in Columbia, and that family tie could end up being helpful. So we'll see where it lands. It's still kind of early, um, although he has considered committing early to a school. You would probably still give them the edge and the momentum to Georgia, uh, but the Gamecocks, I think, have a chance to move up there maybe. So certainly, certainly given the family tie, something to monitor, Wes. Yeah, I got to keep an eye on. We got another question uh, from uh, Stickman. Stickman is a longtime listener. I don't know if I've seen him around here recently. So hope you're doing well, man. He asks, is Jamari Caldwell somebody that South Carolina has reached out to? I believe that's the Houston defensive tackle that is originally from Newberry area. And I don't feel like that name has really come up. Have Have you heard it pop up, Chris? Not really, man. And, um, you know, maybe it will. Um, but it, South Carolina is still potentially in the defensive tackle market. But the guy, of course, that we've heard the most there um, is the guy from Pitt, DeAndre Jules, who was on – might still be on campus. We actually got to run that down, Wes, as of 2.43 p.m. here on Wednesday, but uh, was due to arrive last night or yesterday. And so uh, he, he's kind of been the focus, it seems like. But I uh, haven't heard – I haven't heard – that would make sense if they take a look there. And we kind of – we get a general point. Sometimes we hear, like, are the coaches aware of this and that? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Like, if there's a player in the portal, the staff is going to take a look. They're going to watch the film. From there, it's just about what do they think, and then can they go if they want to make a move, can they? Um, but I have not heard him come up yet as far as being, hey, this is a guy to definitely, definitely watch a defensive line. Yeah, Stickman says business is booming. Hey, man, if you got a business and want to advertise it here on the show, we'd uh, we'd love to have you. And also, uh, speaking of business that's booming, Check out our friends at Game Time and the Game Time app, also at GameTime.co. Uh, essentially, uh, wow, first thing that comes up, I don't think I'll be purchasing these tickets, but if you wanted to, you could. Georgia Tech versus Georgia men's basketball, not exactly a uh, a top matchup, but hey, maybe you want to go see the Atlanta Hawks. You can do that right now for uh, $30 all in. Game Time yeah. app. Uh, whether it's concerts, whether it is uh, sporting events, whether it's right now, I, I know you have different Christmas events and, and stuff like that, comedy shows, uh, our friends at GameTime and GameTime.co, GameTime app, the fastest growing app out there. And for a limited time only, restrictions do apply, but redeem the code Gamecocks and you'll get $20 off your first order. Also, the great thing about the GameTime app is that if you at any point find the exact same seats in the same section for the same event, and you find a cheaper ticket, they're going to refund you 110% of the cost that you had if you bought it via game time. So that is the game time guarantee. Uh, whether you're getting Gamecock men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball coming up, game time, uh, our sponsor, and a great place to buy your tickets. Again, gametime.co. Shout out to them for helping us out and being a sponsor here on the show. John says I need to charge my phone. Yeah, dude, we're in the we're in the red. We're in the under 20. But all right, we're also in the under 20 here on the show. 43 minute mark. We got a little bit more to go. Jaden McGowan, Chris, making it making it official. Um, you know, I think he's one of those you talk about guys that just kind of made sense. When McGowan went in the portal, or before it even went in the portal, when it was announced he was going in the portal, I think McGowan is one of those guys you instantly just kind of circled and said, hey, this would make sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is someone, Wes, that, you know, sometimes you see in-state guys come back on the radar from the portal that – um you know, South Carolina maybe didn't – there wasn't as much mutual interest or involvement during recruiting. There was a lot with Jaden McGowan. I mean, um, 2022 class, I know you and I were there. We, we cover all the camps during the summer, and Jaden was there working out in front of the coaches, talking with Justin Stepp, ran a 4-3-something in front of a bunch of the current Gamecock players at the time, and they were kind of, you know, eyebrows up. 
and a guy that they just didn't quite get to on the recruiting board, but somebody that they always liked. And so he ended up, of course, signing with Vanderbilt. But you, you said it earlier in the show, Wes, nowadays you, you, you don't get it. You either miss on a guy or don't take a guy. You're going to oftentimes have a chance to maybe go back and get them later now in this day and age of college football. And so kept a good rapport with Jaden McGowan. And now he's someone that's coming back home after he hit the portal. M- made a ton of sense on both sides. This is someone that can come in and play some slot wide out for you. But I also think he's going to bring extra value as a kick return guy, Wes. He has in his career a long kick return touchdown. I think that was last season. Um, and a guy with legitimate speed for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've upgraded the speed certainly uh, on offense. You look at, you know, Jared Brown, a speedy guy. Somebody asked me on the board, what's his 40? I, I haven't seen an official 40 that's listed, but, you know, I, I think he's probably a 4-4 guy. Jaden can run. And, and both those guys, I think, could probably help you in the kickoff or punt return game. So that, that's something to keep an eye on with both of them. And you, you really, dude, I think you just start to kind of say, all right, check that box, check that box. I think we've anticipated three, maybe four portal receivers, depending on what else you do. You know, I think some of that was in the context of, hey, you know, if, if Brace Daly still wanted to come, does that kind of change the factor or, or factor into this? Obviously, at this point, Bray has uh, locked in completely with Tennessee. But, you know, I, I think right now, sure enough, if it's the right ones, you could see them take four portal guys. But this at least allows you at this point to be like, all right, we have half of those spots filled. now. You can be a little bit selective, but you can also be, you know, your energy, like the logistics of it, is you can just focus on these other guys. And I, I think the the key there is can you can you get some traction? Can you get some mutual interest with, like you said, a bigger receiver type moving forward? And um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I kind of just feel like there might be a couple of new names that are going to pop up at that position potentially as this thing goes on. Yeah, Brazel is is an option, Wes. You mentioned McCauley. South Carolina probably keep trying there. Uh, There's a Wake Forest transfer, Jamal Banks. Been pretty quiet on that front, but he's in the portal. Um, I don't think he's gone anywhere last I checked. But guys that fit that profile, um, you know, those are the types of guys that South Carolina is probably looking at. We probably should throw in Gamecocks are still going after a high school receiver in DeBron Gatling um, from Georgia. Really good, in my opinion, high school receiver, formerly committed to Texas A&M, visited South Carolina, you know, later in the season, had a really good trip. Keeps things pretty quiet, uh, but we think the Gamecocks are, are definitely involved in that one and will have an opportunity. So he's one worth monitoring too. But, Wes, I think even if they get – Let's say they could get Gatling. I think you probably still try to take a couple uh, portal wide receivers if you can get two good ones. And like we've been saying, probably a couple guys that are in that kind of longer, bigger, rangier category for for the next two if you can get them. Yeah, for for sure, man. And so we'll we'll keep tracking that. We had a question about uh, Cyrus Allen. You know, he he was originally scheduled for last weekend. Then it was all it's being pushed to this weekend. Last I heard, that was kind of up in the air as well. So, you know, that, that's something we're going to have to kind of reconfirm if he's even going to visit South Carolina at all. And, you know, so I, I think there's – these things are flu- these things are very, very fluid, uh, I think, in terms of visits and who's going where. And so this weekend we should have a lot better feel because there will be another round of visits really around the country. And – I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep tracking it. I'm trying to think, Chris. So Jared Brown had already committed when we did Monday's show. So we've already given our piece there. We've talked Rocket. We've talked Attaway. We've talked McGowan. Um, We've talked about the possibility of adding uh, Howell to the running back room. Is there anything we've missed? I know what it is. The possibility of A.J. Swan. There you go. That's a good one. Good catch. What do you think? Yeah, uh, visited yesterday. I think that trip went quite well. I, Wes, would say that South Carolina is the leader in the clubhouse there. I've heard a little scuttle about LSU being involved. 
possibility that he may take another visit somewhere else this coming weekend. But I think South Carolina is in a pretty good spot with Swan right now. And again, this is another one make, makes a lot of sense. A guy that you're already familiar with each other from the high school recruiting process. South Carolina didn't offer uh, or push during the high school recruiting process, but you did have him in camp and Swan's been here and he's seen Williams Bryce stadium at a game in a game setting. So makes a lot of sense. Um, and a guy that has some experience in the SEC as you try to build some more depth, some more competition, some more experience in that quarterback room as well. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Will asked early visitor list. I mean, for this weekend, really, Brady Hunt's the only guy you would say is like locked in. Locked I think. In. Yeah. yeah. There could be I'm, some others. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, there will be. I think you can almost. Um, yeah, for, for people who are asking about juice, go back, look at the 10-minute mark on the show. And uh, we talked about that then. Luke says, any future sophomores that could take wide receiver one? I mean, you certainly hope Harbor just, you know, spends all of his offseason kind of just dives into being a wide receiver and and kind of takes that big jump and, and starts to to match some of that potential. I mean, I think I think Tyshawn Russell still has a chance at a great future as well. But really, when I think of wide receiver one, too, I, I kind of think of size, like I, like we were talking about earlier. I do think they just need to upgrade the overall size on that group or in that group based on what they have right now. Um, I don't see any recent questions. All right, I think that's going to do it, y'all. I think we covered a ton of ground. You got anything else, Chris? No, nah, man. I think I'm. I think I'm cashed out for now. There'll be more. There'll, There'll be, be more, more later. Plenty. So, may, hey, make sure you're hanging out with us on GamecockCentral.com. If you are not a subscriber, come on over. One dollar for the first two months. Use code SCAR1. Come check us out. Again, it's for new subscribers only. If you've been supporting us for for prior years, we certainly appreciate that. I appreciate every single one of you for joining us here on GC Live. Good numbers again. I can see them during the show. That It shows us exactly how many people are on here. A great number. So appreciate y'all. Appreciate the support. For Chris, I'm Wes. We'll see y'all later.